But let me just talk to you a little bit about what's going on in, in the scriptures here where we've been talking about the final examination. Just to share with you a little bit about our Lord who, um, by divine appointment, rode into Jerusalem um, on the last week of his life. It was the 10th of Abib, uh, Abib, uh, how you pronounce that. It was later called Nisan. But he came in on the 10th day, to, uh, the exact day that the first Passover lamb had been slain in, in Egypt, in the land of Goshen, um, approximately somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,500 years before. He, he came in on the exact day. And uh, it was just as the lamb in that first uh, Passover was examined for four days, Jesus went into Jerusalem and was examined by the doctors of the law, uh, those who were in charge and who knew the scriptures. He was examined, so it was important that he would go in uh, to be examined to see whether or not he had, uh, whether he had a blemish. And he did not have any blemishes. And so what we're doing is we're, we're recounting that. Now, where this has great import for you because you, you uh, are receiving a truth that is uh, reiterated time and time again that you will know that everything that the Word of God says concerning your Lord and your Savior is true. And, and God so um, inculcated, embedded it in, uh, into us and has so embedded this truth into us that no matter what goes on in our lives, even the things that we don't understand uh, will not shake our faith. And that's what all of this is about. Absolutely nothing can happen to you that will shake your faith. Once you come into Jesus, when I say shake your faith, I don't mean you won't feel tremors. What I'm saying is you won't fall. You, you won't give up. You won't stumble as to fall. Now, there are those who grew up like I grew up in a particular denomination, and we were taught that you could lose your salvation on the way you combed your hair, you know, or, or if you put any lipstick on. You know, the same people who decried lipstick painted their old barns and, and lived in painted houses. But they would not, they didn't want you to wear pants or anything. I think that was an overreach. Um, and you don't lose your, your, your salvation because uh, you maybe made a mistake today. Uh, you, you misstated something. That's not, it's not that simple. Because as my wife was in a, in a meeting, a revival meeting or some kind of gospel meeting, several years ago, and a young pastor, a very famous young pastor, was uh, at the particular church, and, and uh, he, he addressed the question of whether salvation can be lost. And I never will forget those words, it depends on who saved you. I mean, I, I never forget those words. And so you are saved by God, and there is nothing outside God that can come and face him down. So that's what this week is all about. Amen. Amen. And in, in this story, in this story, um, we're going to start a little bit in Matthew 22. We'll just take a few minutes of your time. It, this is hypocrisy was revealed, and it was revealed, as it were, in the church. In the church, man, that's just wild. It was revealed in the, in the quote-unquote church. It was the, it was the people of God. We know the church wasn't uh, instituted uh, at that juncture. It was, only, it was going to be instituted um, on Pentecost Sunday. And, but here, uh, Jesus revealed them as he came in 
to have them to examine him. They had opposed him. They did not want him. And you have to be careful what you side with. You have to be careful with what you side with. I always have taught you throughout my ministry, our ministry here, that be careful about taking sides. Don't be involved in this world system. The world system, not the earth, but the world system is a satanic system. So when you are, are involved in it and trying to somehow rescue it, you have a different boss than the one I've got. You have a different Lord and God. You have, because Satan is the God of that world system. Are you still with me? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so J Jesus goes into Jerusalem. Of course, he's doing a lot of things uh, here. He's being examined by these leaders. He, go he, he goes into the temple. He does wonderful things in the temple. Now listen, he's healing people, just all kinds of people in the temple and, and speaking words that nobody's ever spoken. And those old celosos, they were looking at him so angrily, uh, jealous folks. They were, yes, haters. They were haters. <laughs> you know, and, and it makes no sense for you and, or, or I to be haters. In, in Matthew 22, verse, verse 15, it says, Then the Pharisees went and plotted how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent to him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, uh, they were saying, teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth, nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the person of men. They were trying to flatter him. Be careful of people who flatter you. You know, you know they're trying to flatter him. And now they, they bring, the, the, the flattery was, uh, was the bait. The hook was under it. He said, tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why do you test me, you hypocrites? Don't you love the way Jesus just said it? You know, I mean, he wasn't reviling in return. He just says, you're unskilled at, your, at acting, you hypocrites. You know, that's what that means. Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius, and he said to them, whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. So, so Caesar had coined money, and this was about a day's wages. Uh, it's like, a, say, a penny. And he said, um, whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. He said to them, render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And so he, he gives, us a good, uh, um, gives us good instructions as to how we are to comport ourselves in the world. Those things that, that the leaders of this world system uh, require of us because we live in the world and we live in the kingdom, we have dual citizenship, those things that they require, taxes, et cetera, just pay them. One time we were in, in a particular nation, and I want to be very careful because I don't want to call a nation out and maybe appear to disparage that nation. I'm not ever doing that. But we were in a nation, and boy, you're talking about chuck holes everywhere. Boom, 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 boom. You're driving down main streets, boom, boom, boom. Just going, it's like it was crazy. And my wife was sitting in the back. Of course, I was in the front with the driver, and she just started to shout. I, I love paying taxes. I love paying taxes. I love paying <laughs> I don't know if they knew what she was saying, but I knew what she was saying. 
So I'm just saying, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. That is, we are obligated to do that. And we don't want to get caught up into this world system to where we are the, the, one of the loudest voices against the wrong. We live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world. And so we must recognize that. But then he says, um, and to God, the things that are God's. And so you're, you're obligated to give God the things that are his. So when they heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. So what are the things that belong to God? Have you ever thought about it? The scriptures are replete with these things that Jesus is uh, uh, referring to. He's implying these things. And so uh, I was asking the Lord, what are the things that, are belong, that belong to God? He says justice, righteousness, mercy, and faith. Because he had said to the Pharisees that those things uh, that you should have tithed. You sh they tithed down even to their, their, their spices. I mean, they, I mean, they were really strict. <laughs> Anise and cumin, etc. They were, were tithing. They were strict on that. I know there are believers today who say, well, well tithing is, is Old Testament. Well, Jesus tells us if your righteousness does not ex exceed theirs, you won't get to, into the kingdom. But he says, justice, righteousness, mercy, and faith. And in Spanish, um, uh, justice and righteousness is in one word, justicia, justicia. And in justicia, you have the, the understanding that to be righteous is to be just. And to be just is to be righteous. So th they're not divided words. I, I love that. But in Micah chapter 6, verse 8, the prophet says, he has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? The Pharisees who exalted themselves would be humbled, is what Jesus is saying. They were going to be humbled. And Jesus' followers, by humbling themselves in service to him, would someday be exalted. And Jesus is saying that for all of us in the house. And this is what that last week was about. He spoke so well that they could not refute a thing that he said. He proved that he is the Lamb of God. He proved he is the Savior of the world. Let us never, never, ever forget that. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Brother James.